shout that you release that causes every, that causes God to move in that situation. So a lot of times God is waiting on you. He's waiting for you to shout. Waiting for you to shout. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, you go ahead and be seated. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I want to talk to you today. The title of today's message is The Leading of the Holy Spirit. The Leading of the Holy Spirit. So if you would, open your Bibles to uh, Romans chapter 8. We're going to get started there. Romans 8. And uh, the leading of the Holy Spirit is so important, especially in these times. I mean, and uh, there's so little known about it in the, in the body of Christ, or, or the teaching in, in the body of Christ today, that a lot of Christians don't understand what it really means to be led by the Holy Spirit. All right. There's some things that you have to, some truths you have to get into your life before you're you're eligible to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. And we'll see that here in the Word. Let's look at Romans chapter eight. Uh, and let's pick it up in verse eleven. It says, "But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Now, notice that word uh, spirit is capitalized. It's speaking of the Holy Spirit. It's not talking about your spirit. But it says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Now, what's that word quicken? It means to heal, to deliver, to make whole. So we see right here that the same spirit that raised up Jesus. Well, you just figure if you could raise up Jesus from the dead, there's nothing you could do here about it. Right? It took Jesus and raised him up from the dead. So if it could raise somebody from the dead, it could definitely heal you. He could definitely deliver you. He could definitely reveal some things to you. Right? So he says here, he shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that does what? That lives in you. So we, as a Christian, you see that the Holy Spirit is now is living in you. <laughs> Everywhere you go, whatever you do, the, the, the Spirit of God, you know, we said this before, but the Spirit of God goes with you. Why? Because He's dwelling in you. He's living in you, right? When, 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 you, when you're standing at home and you're praising the Lord, you know, the Spirit of God's there praising the Lord with you. Why? Because He's in you. Amen? When you're reading your Bible. You know, all right, you're sitting in your chair, in your comfortable chair at home, and, and you're reading your Bible. Well, the Spirit of God's right there with you, God helping you read it. Great understanding. Likewise, when you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing, the Spirit of God's there with you. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't leave you. All right? When you're, when you're acting like in ways that are unbecoming to a, a, a Christian, the Holy Spirit doesn't leave. He's right there listening to the whole thing, watching the whole thing. Right? And what's it doing? Well, you start breathing the Holy Spirit. Right? Why? Because your actions, how you talk, how you act, what you say, what you do, all right? Those things will grieve the Holy Spirit. But likewise, on the other hand, when you're doing things, godly things, guess what? It, it, the Holy Spirit's are helping you. Right? He's helping you. 
Now, when you're doing things that that aren't, you know, that aren't becoming to a believer, he's going to be he's going to be telling you, you know, don't do those things, avoid that, stay clear of that. Why? Because he's knowing it it it, stop, it hinders God from moving in your life and 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 bringing things to you. Like what he says here, he shall also quicken your mortal bodies. All right. So the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in that, that spirit. He, he shall he shall heal your mortal bodies by 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 how it says by his spirit that lives in you. So when you're living in sin, guess what? That's hindering. That's going to hinder how he can deliver you. How he can heal your body. Right. So what happens, what will happen is a lot of people can suffer, suffer things simply because they're not listening to the Holy Spirit. And because the Spirit the Spirit of God sees what's going to happen uh, you know, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, 10 years from now. He knows what's going to happen already. Right? You, you, you do understand that because the Spirit of God is all-knowing. Right? He knows everything. He knows the beginning from the end. So it says here, verse 12, Therefore, brethren, therefore, what? Therefore, if, if the Spirit of God dwells in you, we are debtors. We're in debt. That's what a debtor means. You're in debt. You're not in debt to the flesh to live after the flesh. You're not in debt to that. That's not what you're in debt to, to live after the flesh. What's living after the flesh? Just doing what you want to do. When you know when you know that you're, there's things in the Bible that you're supposed to be doing and you're not doing them, all right. What do you, how are you living? You're living after the flesh, all right. In verse thirteen, it tells you what happens. For if there's a, there's that little word that has a lot of power. If for if you are if you live after the flesh, you shall die. All right. This is New Testament. If you live after the flesh, what's going to happen to you? You're going to die. How many in here, raise your hands if you're ready to die right now? Are you, are you ready to die right now? Raise your hand if you're ready to die. Alright? See, you can only raise your hand if you're living by the Spirit. If you can't if you didn't raise your hand, you're not ready to die. Alright? So, you're living by the, what's that tell you? You're living after the flesh. So you need to make some, make, some, make some corrections there. If you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify, that word mortify simply means put to death, the deeds of the body, all right, you'll live. If, if, you, if you mortify the, the, the deeds of the, of the flesh, you're going to live. Right? And not, and not just live a longer life, but live, you know, it means to live a better life. Right now, you start living a, a better life. Why? Because you start seeing things that you didn't see before. And if you start, guess what? If you start seeing things that you didn't see before, you're able to partake of them, aren't you? But see, there's things that if you're living after the flesh, you're not going to see them. Right? You know, we talked a little bit about that in the, in the office. You're not going to see them. Why? Because you're living after the flesh. And you see, if, if you're living after the flesh, you say, "Well, I, I don't. I really don't know that those things are that important right now. You don't think they are. Tomorrow may be a whole different story, huh? huh? Tomorrow can change everything. Good. What? Based on what happens tomorrow, right? There's things that could happen tomorrow that change your whole life. 
right? I mean, if you if you woke up tomorrow and you couldn't get out of bed, then you had to call for help. And when the help got there, they had to call an ambulance. An ambulance had to come get you and take you to the doctor. Hospital. Hospital looked at you and he said, uh, we're going to have to do some tests, but we can see you're paralyzed. <coughs> you're going to start thinking about some of these things, aren't you? Right? You're going to start thinking, my God, I've been living after the flesh all these years. And now I'm seeing the word come to, come to life, come, happen, start happening in my life. Something's going on in my body. Now, God, I know you didn't do this to my body, but I did it because of the way I've been living. I've been living after the flesh. See, that, that you, you, your perspective changes everything. Right? Your perspective changes everything. And that's what, see, that's what the Word of God's telling you to do, all right, before you ever experience anything like that. Now, how do you, how, you know, here, we'll, we'll get into that in just a second. He says, but if you live after the flesh, you'll die. But if you, through the Spirit, you mortify the deeds of the, of the body, you'll live. And look at this, this next verse. This one we will look at, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and the daughters of God. Notice what he did. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters of God. Now, in order to be led by the Spirit of God and be a son or daughter of God, a sonship or daughtership speaks of maturity. It doesn't say that for as many as are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Why? Because a child can't be led. Why? Because when you're a child, you do childish things. When you're, when, you're a, when you're a child Christian, when you're a baby Christian, you're not going to act like a son or a daughter. You're going to act like a baby. You're going to whine and cry. All right. You're going to you're going to complain about things, and pastor's going to have to come along and pray with you and and, and talk to you about the Word of God and instruct you and teach you. Right. You you need somebody, or another another brother or sister in the Lord, a brother or a sister in the Lord, a son or another daughter, come to you and help minister to you so that you can do what you can grow from a baby to become a son or a daughter. So that what? You'll change how you act. You'll change how you think. You'll change what you say. Because, you know, as a child, a child, a child of God doesn't realize that we don't look at the things that we, we, we don't focus on the things we see. Right? A child of God will look at what they see and they'll whine and cry about it. Why? Because they're just a child. They don't understand that we do not look at the things that we see, but we look at the things that we don't see. Because the things we see are all temporary. A son or a daughter sees that. And, under, and has an understanding of that. So that a son or a daughter can do what? A son or a daughter can be led by the Spirit of God. Right? So, you know, the other thing too, you see that, that uh, it's Jesus said, he said, My sheep know my voice. Right? And the voice of a stranger, they're not followed. Well, what is a sheep? It's a, it's a mature animal. It, it doesn't. He didn't say uh, my, my my lambs know my voice. He didn't say that. He said my sheep. There's a big difference between lambs and, and sheep. All right. I, I I I have I have both right now. Lambs, all they're concerned with is, is the next meal and just jumping around and, and 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 frolicking. The sheep aren't. They're looking for food. They're, they're, they're focused on what they're eating. 
They're focused on what they're doing. All right, they're looking around for for predators that might might try to come in and, and harm them. The lambs aren't. They, they care less. All right. Well, see, there's a that's why when when you see the, the things of God, He talks to us about about sheep versus lambs. All right, being led by the Spirit are our sons and daughters. But a lot of Christians are not they're not led by the Spirit, even though they should be sons or daughters. They're still acting like they're still acting like children. All right, because they're affected by things. They're, they're, they're living after the flesh. They're not living after the Spirit. They're not mortifying the, the deeds of the flesh. They're just living how, however they want to live. All right, they may be Christians, but they're not, they're, they're not mature Christians. They're still, they're still babies, even though they've been saved for 10, 15, 20 years. Consequently, that lifestyle, if you're in that boat, at, you know, you've been saved for a, for a number of years, but you're still you're still doing childish things. You know, uh, gonna get you in trouble. That's what it says. He says, if, for if you live after the flesh, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. You know, it's it's, it's like I was using the example of of the lambs. You know, that's cute when you look at it and you see a little lamb just frolicking and jumping around and all that. All they're just excited about food. And, and, you know, they're following mom around, getting milk and all that. But you know what? That same lamb, you know, in a year or two, when that, when that lamb is now, instead of being this tall, he or she's about that tall. And they're still acting that way. And they're not looking they're not looking out for food or watching for predators. Guess what can happen? They're going to die. Right? Because all the other, all the other lamb, all the other sheep, when they see trouble, they, they, they move. To one area of, of the of the barn or the pasture, they'll, they'll they'll retreat. Well, if that other one's just out there, just thinking about themselves, just having a good old time, and acting like a acting like a lamb when it's really a sheep, should be a sheep. Guess what's going to happen? It's by itself, and that's how the enemy wants to do. He wants to isolate you and get you by yourself so that you can take full advantage of. It. All right. So for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But look here, verse 15, it says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So see, as a believer, you've not, you've not received the spirit of bondage. But a lot of Christians, we see, they want to live in bondage. They want to live, live, they want to live in bondage. Why? Because they won't, they won't mortify the deeds of the flesch. They keep, letting their, they keep letting their flesh rule them, dominating them. Fleshly things in this world dominate them. All right? Instead of, instead of putting their trust in God and growing in their faith and being led by the Spirit of God, they're, they're led by what? The things of the world. Right? If you, you, you know, if, if you're led by the things of the world, you're not going to have a happy life. Have you, have you noticed that lately? I see, I see Christians that they're listening to things in the world, uh, what the world is saying about situation. You know, and I'm talking about the pandemic. Christians living in fear; they won't even go outside their house because they're afraid of catching a, a disease that has a 99.97 percent cure rate. Yeah. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't use wisdom. I, I didn't say that at all. But you know, I'm not going to let it, it fear me. 
You know, the, the, the flu every year takes people. Ever since I was a little kid, I can remember people have died of the flu. Just a regular common flu. Why? Because it has a mortality rate to it. But you know, as a kid growing up, I didn't think about, you know, when he, when he got around to being even flu season. I didn't think about, we didn't think about flu season. But you, you have people today, now, now every season's flu. Every day, every day is flu. Summertime, oh, it's, 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 it's flu season still. Where's your faith at? Where's being led by the Spirit of God? You had the flu season been a deadly thing, Jesus would have spoke of it. He would have said something about it in the Bible. He would have said, now your faith will work in all situations except for during flu season. It won't, it won't work. He didn't say that. Right? So what, what is that? That's a deed of the flesh. So if I if I live if I let if I let that dominate me now that doesn't mean I go outside in the wintertime with a short sleeve shirt on and shorts, all right? Use some wisdom, people. All right. That doesn't mean I go into McDonald's, and I've seen this happen before. I know mean, I know McDonald's isn't serving indoors. Well, I don't really go to McDonald's anymore anyway. But that's another short. But I don't go into a restaurant and sit down. And put my food on the table and eat it off the table. Right? And I know most of you in here, you wouldn't do that either. But you know, there's people that I've, I've seen in the back, they'll do things like that. Well, you're just asking for you're asking for sickness to get in your body. Because somebody else touched that table. You don't know if that table is clean. Right? If I go to if I go to a store, well, matter of fact, my wife and I were out of dinner last night and she got a knife that was dirty. She said, Could I have another set? And she didn't use that knife. She said, oh, it just got a little bit of germs here. I'll wipe it off underneath my arm. It'll be okay. No, she didn't do that. She used some, she used some common sense. Something that ain't so common anymore. Something that ain't so common anymore. So, if you live after, if you walk after the Spirit, all right, you'll live. But if you live after the you're going to die. You're going to suffer some things. It's not God's will for you, but you're going to suffer some things. You're going to have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. He leads you. You know, the, the Bible says that that the Spirit, of, you know, the Holy Spirit, when He comes, He would lead us and guide us into what? All truth. All truth. Right. So the Holy Spirit, His whole design for us is to lead you and guide you into truth. That's what He does for a believer. Now, for somebody in the world, he convicts the world of sin. But for a, as a believer, what he does, he leads us and he guides us into truth. That's what his goal is: is to lead you and guide you into truth. So, see, if you have the idea, if you get the idea in your head that, well, I don't want to do that because that's going to that's going to steal, that's going to take from me. He's trying to get you into something that's better than what you got. It may seem like. It, something's being taken root. But it's not because he's going to bring more into your life. Right? He's going to bring more health into your life. He's going to make, bring more prosperity. He's going to bring peace into your life. But if, if, you're going to, if you're going to live after the flesh, the only thing that's going to come into your life is what? It's death. That's what the Word of God says. Have you, have you noticed lately that there's a lot more suicides a lot more people are killing themselves. Why? Because they're isolated. 
We've gone through it. It's, it's now a year of isolation. And it's having a toll. It's taking a toll on, 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 on this country. People want to make a big deal about the pandemic. I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but you know what? Overall, do you know how many more people died in the year 2020 than in 2019? Check the CDC out. 57,000 more people died last year than died the previous year of sicknesses. That's hardly a pandemic. I know, I know there's reports of, of, the, of, the, of this flu killing 500,000. Well, that's what, you, that's what they attributed to it. But overall, only 57,000 more people died in 2020 than in 2019. 57. Now, you, think that, you may think that's a lot. It, 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 it is, but it, for the numbers, it's not really at all. It's not as big a deal as what they, they're making it out to be. If you're going to listen to the flesh, which is who? It's what the news media is trying to tell you. It's what they're trying to get across to you. What's the Spirit of God telling you? What's the Holy Spirit telling you about these things? He's going to give you truth. And what's His truth going to be based on? The Word of God. It's not going to be based on, on what a doctor says. All right, sometimes it, it is. But not all. you can't always say it's going to be based on what the doctor says. And that's the problem with Christians is far too long. We've taken what, what a, a physician who's just practicing medicine says over what God's Word says. If you go to the doctor and the doctor says, I'm sorry, what you have in your body is incurable. There's nothing I can do. Well, how long do I have, doctor? Six months at the most. What are most people going to do? They're going to go home and get ready to die. They're going to get their affairs in order. And they're going to start having pity parties. I mean, I don't know that you know the way to describe it. I mean, that's what it is. You know, and whether they tell a lot of people or they don't, they don't tell anybody. You know, they either tell everybody that they're dying or they, they sit at home thinking, what was me? Well, what's the Word of God say? What does God say about that situation? When I look in the Word of God, it says, He said, He said His Word and healed me. That by His stripes I was healed. That whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be healed. Who, whose report, you know, Isaiah said this way, whose report are they going to believe? That's what Isaiah said. Whose report are they going to believe? The question is still valued today. Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what the world says? Are you going to believe what God says? Are you going to believe what the world says you should be doing? Are you going to do what the Holy Spirit tells you you should be doing? You, you can't do both. Now sometimes it appears like it may seem like you're doing both, but see, you're either geared to listen to what the Holy Spirit says, or you're geared to listen to what the world says. And, and, and the world's in trouble. Like I said, suicide rate is at an all-time high. Why? Because people are being locked down. Kids are being locked home. They can't get out with other kids and experience the things 
that other kids got to experience. They'll never have a, they're not having a childhood like I had a childhood. When we could go outside and play until all hours, they, they won't have that kind of childhood anyway today, unless they're in a special place. All right? Why? Because that's how society is today. But when I was younger, we could stay out until you know, 10 or 11 o'clock at night and play. They're not getting any trouble. Today, society's just not that way anymore. They don't think that way. But anyway, if you'll if you'll uh, listen to what the Lord says, all right? He didn't give this. He didn't give you a spirit of fear for bondage into fear, but He said, "He, you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father." All right. That means what well, that word, that spirit of adoption means is God didn't just adopt you as saying like we think of adoption. All right. In in, in 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 Orthodox Judaism, when a young girl or a young boy becomes a man, they call it a bar mitzvah for boys, but bat mitzvah for girls. They become an adult. All right. The Word of God says it this way: God says uh, you are adopted. It means you graduated from being a child. To a son or daughter. It's something special. We've overlooked this scripture here when we just thought, oh, it just says whereby we cry out the Father that we receive the spirit of adoption. No, 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 no. What it means is you're no longer a child, but you're led by the Spirit of God. So that when when something is needed, you cry out the Father. Father, what, what do I need to do? Father, this is what your word says about my situation. Instead, what happens with a lot of Christians? Oh God, help me! Oh God, help me! No, that's a child. That's a that's a child. That's not a, that's not a son or daughter. A son or daughter knows what's rightfully theirs. That's the difference between a son or a daughter. All right, let's go look at a, look at another scripture here. Um, go to Acts chapter fifteen. Acts fifteen. And the Israelites, or I should say the, the, the Christians, um, in verse 28, it says here, For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. Notice what happens here. They said it seemed good to the Holy Ghost. So who who were they who were they seeking their answers from? They weren't seeking it from each other. It says they were seeking. They, it says if it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than than these necessary things. So their consideration was to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what do you say that we should do in this situation here? Well, the Holy Spirit spoke. He said, "Don't lay, don't lay these things on this great burden on these people." And then they all came and agreed. Well, you agree with what the Holy Spirit says? And they said, "Oh yeah, we 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 agree." So that, see, that's that's what he was saying here. 
For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. That you have, and he goes in here, that you abstain from meats offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, from fornication. Basically, he's talking about, you know, staying away from things that are, that are open up doors for sin. All right? But what was the leading? It was the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now go to Acts chapter uh, 28. Testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both of the law of Moses and out of the prophets from morning till evening. So uh, Paul is preaching to them. All right, concerning the law of Moses and, and, and the prophets. Verse 24, and it says, And some believed the things which were spoken, and some believed not. And when they agreed, not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word. He well spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet under our fathers, saying, Come unto this people and say, Hearing you shall hear, and you shall not understand. And seeing you shall see, and you shall not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes have they closed. Lest they should see with their eyes. And hear with their ears. And understand with their heart. And they would be converted. And I would heal them. Be it known therefore unto you. That the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles. And that they will hear it. So Paul is giving this direction. That, that now I'm sending you to the Gentiles. Because the, the Israelites. The Jews. They, they, they heard it. They didn't believe it. They saw it. Still didn't believe it. Why? Because their hearts were waxed gross against the things of God. See, you, you can become so enamored with this life that you miss the leading of the Holy Spirit altogether. You don't hear the things of God. You don't hear God speaking to you. Right now, God's speaking to everyone of you here. He's speaking to you through, through me. Because the words I'm speaking to you, they're not my words, they're his words. I'm just borrowing. Alright? I'm not the originator of it. He is the originator. I'm just I'm just saying to you what he's already said. Alright? He's giving you that option. Go to um go to first Timothy chapter four. See the Holy Spirit is, is speaking to you right now. What are you doing about it? How are you receiving? Are you rejecting what he's saying? Are you just letting it go in one ear and out the other? Or are you really receiving and saying, you know, hey, I, there's some, I got to make some changes. Go 
Yes. Uh, I'm reminded of a, of a story. I'll tell you here in just a second. Let's, let's read the scripture. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Well, in order to depart from the faith, you've got to be in the faith. You can't depart from something you were never in. It says, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. What's the doctrine of the devil? Anything that speaks against the Word of God. Anything that causes you to take your eyes off the Word of God and say, or to justify the things of God and say, that's not for today. That doesn't apply to me. That's a doctrine of the devil. Verse 2, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. So it's talking about the latter days, people departing from the faith. And then their conscience is being seared with a hot iron. What happens when, a, when, when your conscience is seared with a hot iron? Literally, what, what, what that's talking about is, is the burning effect of of something hot being put to someone's skin. All right? In this case, a hot iron. What does it do? Well, initially it hurts, right? I mean, you can imagine that's a lot of pain. But then after the pain has worn off, all right, what takes place? It's real simple. In that spot, wherever that iron has touched you, it's kind of like what the cowboys did with, and I guess they still do, they brand cattle. Right? They used to watch any cowboy western movies, they stick a, 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 a piece of metal in a fire and get it red hot. Then they go up to the animal and they put the brand on it so that you can tell that, that that belongs to them. But what it does to us is when that happens to us, it not only puts a brand on you, but that area is dead. It's, it, that area in your body would be dead. You could take a needle and stick it. You would feel it. Why? Because it's killed everything around it. It's killed... It's killed your nerve endings. It's seared to they don't feel anything. So that's what this is talking about here. In the last days, people departing from the faith to the to the point that when the word of God is is preached to them, that's what Paul was saying back in Acts. Uh, hearing you'll hear, but you won't you won't hear it. Why? Because your conscience is seared. That's the thing as Christians, we have to be we have to be alert to is not letting our conscience become seared to the point that when the word is preached to us, we just blow it off and say, I, that, that don't really apply to me. Brother, sister, you're, you're in grave danger if that's the case. When the word of God is preached to you and it doesn't have an effect on you one way or the other, there's warning sign. What's the answer? Repent. Repentance is the answer. You need to repent and get things right with God and realize. You know, the Holy the Holy Spirit reminded me of this story of a, a minister. This happened years ago. He was ministering in his in his in his church, and they had a they had a pretty pretty good sized uh, youth ministry. And there was this one young girl, and I think she was like six or seven years old. And uh she had really kind of gotten on fire for the Lord. 
And her parents never come to church. They would just bring her to church and drop her off. And uh, this pastor went to the to the father and witnessed to the father and said, you know, you need to come to church. And he just blew him off. He said, I don't want nothing to do with church. That's not, that's not for me. I don't, I don't need church. I don't need God. He said, well, you know, it would really be nice to show your daughter some support and encourage her if you come to church. I don't need any of that preacher. Get out of here. I don't want to hear what you have to say. And it got to the point where he was, the, the man was literally cursing this preacher out every time, every time he came by. Well, the the little girl, you know, had, had been in the church for a few years. Like I said, at this point, she was like six or seven years old. And and one day, he the, the pastor got a call, and uh, the pastor answered the phone. And he said, "Is this is this the pastor?" Yeah. And there was a guy on the other end. He was kind of crying. He said, this is so-and-so. And he said, who? He said, this is so-and-so. He said his name. He said, who? Who did you say you were? He said, and he said his name again. He said, I, 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 sir, I don't really know you. He said, well, no, I, I know you don't know me. You know my daughter. Well, what's your daughter? It was this little girl. He said, well, what, what's going on? He said, well, we're over here in the hospital. There's been an accident. The, uh, she was in an accident and, and, and the doctors are wanting to uh, operate on her eyes. She had lost sight in her eyes and they wouldn't take her eyes out. And she said to call you that you'd come and pray for her. God will heal. He said, what hospital are you at? And he told her. He said, I'll be right over there. I'm up the well, he goes over to the hospital. Here's the father weeping and crying because here's his little girl's laying in the hospital, but the doctors are one, one to, to perform this operation. And, and, and when, you, when the, the, the minister comes in, the doctors even said to him, you, you need to hurry up because we need to get this girl in the, in the operating room. And he looked at the doctors and he said, God's got time. You don't tell me how to do my job, I won't tell you how to do your job. And uh, he went into the little girl, and, and she said, Oh, Pastor so-and-so, he said, I'm so glad that you're here. I, I told my daddy that, that if he called you, you'd come, and God will heal you. He said, Honey, that's what I'm here for. Just pray for you, God will heal So he looked over at the, at, the, at the father. He said to the father, he said, he said, Sir, today's the day. He said, well, What are you talking about? He said, I've been trying to talk to you for years now about giving your life to the Lord. And if you want to see God heal your little girl there, you better give your life to Jesus right now. He said, right here. He said, I'm talking right here. He said, kneel down on the floor right now. And here's that here's that guy that cursed him and 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 the whole time he gets down on the floor. Why? Because his little girl's about to lose her eyesight. She's never going to see anything. They're going to take her eyeballs out. They're going to put two glass eyes in there. And she can be led around by a little White stick. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, macho man? You going to sit there and say, "Oh, I don't need God." No, he said this big macho man just turned into a to a a, a, a whimpering little boy. He got down on his knees and he gave his life to Jesus. 
And his pastor, when he, he stood up, he said, now I'm going to go over and pray for your daughter, and God's going to heal her eyes. And he did, and she did, and he did. And it was over. The little girl didn't have, have, have an operation. God healed her eyes. You say, well, that's a, that's a powerful testimony. You know what would have even been a more powerful testimony? Is that would have never had to happen. Why? Well, I, that, that, what happened? You, you can attribute it. That was to, to Dad's rebellion. You know, if, if, he, if Dad had been living for God and, and, and list, learning and growing in the things of God, the Holy Spirit could have spoke to him that day and said, hey, your daughter don't need to be out there. She's just a little kid. She's just a little girl. See, there's things, there's things we don't even think about coming past, and we we blow this life off and say, "Well, that that that, that just that's not for me." Well, what, what's it going to be for you when you're dying? You're going to hell. You're standing in hell, calling now, oh, God saved me. It's too late, then. It's too late. He's not coming down into hell to save you. You get it right here and right now. Or you're never going to get it. And that's what we're seeing come past. He says in the latter times, their conscience seared. You know, I'm telling you right now, if that what I just told you, if that doesn't prick your heart and make you think, make you think twice, you're not right with God. Your conscience is already seared. How did you get out? You repent. You ask God to forgive you. What's it going to, what's it going to take in, in, in order for you to get your life right with the Lord? I don't know. But I know one thing, that the Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us into all truth. He's not out getting people sick so you can get your, you can get your life right. But the devil's out there trying to do that. The devil's out there trying to steal, kill, and destroy from you. And if he can't get to you, he'll get he'll get to somebody through you. Maybe your life isn't important. How about somebody you love? How about? And maybe you're the only one that's standing in the way. Or could stand in the way. Make a difference in life. Yeah. Glory to God. See, that's what that's what the word's talking about here. Talking about being led by the Spirit of God. Learning to be led by the Spirit of God. Learning to recognize the leading of the Holy Spirit. What's the Holy Spirit say about the situation? They're like what, what, what they said back in Acts. The Holy Spirit told them, don't put that, don't put that burden on them. And who were they listening to? They were listening to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let's go back here real quick to, to Romans. Romans chapter uh, Romans 10 and look at verse 12 I kind of alluded to this earlier it says for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that calls upon him that word Lord Notice it says here, for the same Lord over all. That speaks of his, his supreme authority. That speaks of God's judgment. 
He's Lord of all. Right? Is he, is he Lord over, over the uns? Yeah, he's Lord over them. Because he's going to be their judge. All right? He's Lord of all. Whether, you believe, whether you've given your life to him or not, he's going to be your judge. All right? And that's what it's saying here. There's no difference between Jew or Gentile. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that do what? They call upon him. They call upon him. They call upon him. He's rich. It means he's got full supply. Whatever it is you're calling upon. Whether you need deliverance, whether you need salvation, maybe it's healing in your body. God's not running out of anything. He's rich. He's rich to all. Whatever it is you got need of. God is not running out of it. He is not running out of it. You know, maybe maybe you need a, a new kidney, a new heart, something like that. Well, you know what? God's doing that right now. He's doing that right now. You know, here in just a minute, we're gonna we're gonna take communion. Just a, a, a minute, we're gonna take communion. You know what? God can He can He can forgive you, deliver you, and heal you all at one time. It doesn't have to be separate events. It doesn't have to be separate events. You know, if you're there watching on, on online, you can get you some communion. Get you a piece of bread or a cracker or whatever and, and a drink. You can use water if you have to. Milk, juice preferably. But, you know, go ahead and get those things together. We're going to partake of the Lord's Supper here in just a, just a minute. Hallelujah. Uh, just tell me, you can go ahead and pass those out to everyone. Thank you.